Hello, this is Yusra from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Wednesday, the 2nd of February. According to the Union Health Ministry, India recorded 161,386 new COVID-19 cases on Wednesday, taking the total tally of infections to 4.16 crore since the beginning of the pandemic in January 2020. The official death toll rose to 4.97 lakh with 1,733 deaths added to the records in the last 24 hours. The toll includes 1,063 backlog deaths that Kerala added to its tally of fatalities on Tuesday. The country's recovery rate currently stands at 94.91%. According to India Today, after recording less than 1000 cases on Monday in the city of Mumbai, the Maharashtra government has relaxed some of the COVID-19 restrictions. According to the Brihan Mumbai Municipal Corporation new guidelines, the city's night curfew has been lifted, weekly markets resumed, restaurants and theaters are permitted regular functioning at 50% capacity, and beaches, gardens and parks are now open as per normal schedule. Drug firm Zydus Cadillac on Wednesday confirmed the commencement of the supply of its COVID-19 vaccine Zycov D to the Indian government. The Times of India reported Zycov D is a three-dose vaccine that will also be made available for the private markets. The World Health Organization on Tuesday said that 57 countries have recorded a sub-variant of the Omicron strain. Associated French Press reported. Even though the first variants to be identified still account for over 96% of Omicron sequences at GSED, a global database that provides open access to genomic data of influenza viruses and the coronavirus disease, there is a clear rise in cases involving the new subvariant. Globally, the coronavirus disease has infected over 381.3 million people and caused 5.68 million deaths according to Johns Hopkins University. Prime Minister Narendra Modi announced today that India's new blockchain-based digital currency will just be a virtual form of the existing Indian rupee that is in physical circulation. And just like the issuance of the physical currency is controlled by the Reserve Bank of India or RBI, the digital currency too will be regulated by the central bank. Addressing the members of the Bharatiya Janata Party on the Union Budget 2022-23 presented by Finance Minister Nirmala Sitaraman, Modi highlighted key features of the annual financial statement describing it as people friendly. The Prime Minister noted that India's forthcoming digital currency is keeping in mind the rapidly changing global financial scenario. Announcing India's own digital currency, Sitaraman said that it will be issued by the Reserve Bank of India in 2022-23 using blockchain technology and is meant to boost the digital economy. The Reserve Bank of India has on many occasions been critical of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum and Dogecoin, stating that they pose a risk to financial stability. The central bank has also asked investors to be wary of being lured in by the promises of lucrative returns, citing the unstable market value of crypto as a cause of concern. According to data provided by the central government today, 73 militants and 28 security personnel have been killed in Jammu and Kashmir between December 1st and January 26th, scroll reported. Two civilians have also been killed in this period according to the data. The figures are based on the government's response to questions raised in the winter and monsoon sessions of the parliament about the number of militants, security personnel and civilians killed after the abrogation of the article 370 of the Indian constitution. Today in the Rajya Sabha responding to the same question Union Minister of State for Home Affairs Nityanand Rai said that 439 militants 109 security personnel and 98 civilians have been killed so far in the aftermath of the abrogation of Jammu and Kashmir's special status He also said that 541 terror incidents have taken place in Jammu and Kashmir since the abrogation of Article 370 
while no significant public property has been damaged, private property has incurred a damage of approximately Rs 5.3 crore, he added. Announcing its candidates for the Uttar Pradesh Assembly election late last night, the Bharatiya Janata Party named former Enforcement Directorate Joint Director Rajeshwar Singh, who had voluntarily retired from his service just a day before, as one of its candidates. Scroll reported. Singh will be contesting the elections as the BJP candidate for the Sarojini Nagar Assembly constituency, which falls within the ambit of the city of Lucknow. The former joint director of the Enforcement Directorate announced on Twitter on Monday that the union government had accepted his request for voluntary retirement from the service. According to the Hindu, Singh had previously been with the Uttar Pradesh police for 10 years and nearly 14 years in the Enforcement Directorate. Singh thanked BJP leaders including Prime Minister Narendra Modi, Union Home Minister Amit Shah and Yogi Adityanath on Twitter and professed his commitment to the BJP's ideology. Speaking of candidate lists, it's election season and News Laundry's reporters, Akanksha, Ashwin, Ayush, Basant, Nidhi, Prateek and Shivangi, some of whom have already hit the ground, are ready to bring you stories that matter to the public so that you can hold those in power responsible and make informed decisions. And we also hope that you have been following Atul Manisha and Meghnath on their morning show where they bring you fresh perspectives from this election season. If you like what we do, then support us. Head over to newslaundry.com and contribute to our latest NL Sena project that will fund our election coverage. Hold those in power to account and pay to keep news free. The Ministry of Defence on Tuesday evening announced a permanent scheme for the induction of women pilots in the Indian Air Force, Indian Express reported. The programme had started over six years ago, accepting women pilots on an experimental basis. Converting it into a permanent scheme, Defence Minister Rajnath Singh called it a testimony to the government's commitment to women empowerment. In 2015, the Defence Ministry approved allowing women to join the Air Force as fighter pilots and the scheme for induction of women, SSC officers and fighter stream of flying branch began in 2016. So far, 16 women pilots have been commissioned in the Indian Air Force. Flight Lieutenant Shivangi Singh, India's first female pilot for the Rafale fighter aircraft, was seen standing on the Air Force's tableau in the Republic Day Parade last week, bringing women pilots into the spotlight. With the Supreme Court's intervention last year, allowing women to join the National Defence Academy, women's presence in the armed forces was given a major boost, with over one-third of the applicants appearing for the entrance test in November being women. Addressing the given skewed male-to-female ratio, the Supreme Court in 2020 also intervened to push the army to allow permanent commission to women in all non-combat streams. In what is being viewed as another means of softening the image of the country's new rulers, the Taliban spokesperson announced today that the Taliban members will no longer be allowed to carry their weapons in amusement parks in Afghanistan, NDTV reported. The Taliban took over the Afghanistan government in August 2021 after a 20-year insurgency against a US-backed government. Images of armed Taliban men in amusement parks had gone viral after they took over Afghan cities in August. Having earned a reputation of being uncompromising and brutal from their earlier rule between 1996 and 2001, the Taliban have been working on softening its image since a recent takeover. While the interim government grapples to run the country, the Taliban is attempting to foreground a more moderate front to their fellow Afghans and to the wider world. That's all the news we have for you today. Stay safe from the din of disinformation and come back for your daily dose tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch 
all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.